0: So you can see we have a little different setup today, but I still managed to put something in front of myself. Um, The leadership team, uh, as they thought about uh, the direction of the church, where we need to head, what we need to see God doing in us, one of the things that they wanted to make sure of is that as a church, we have opportunities and know our opportunities to connect to each other through service. And so we're taking uh, from the leadership direction. We're taking a little bit of time to to reflect on that in scripture, but also reflect in that as as people. And, and I'm going to be inviting uh, three guests who serve in ministries of the church to come up and just talk about what does that interconnection look like um, that that is part of our faith when we are part of a body of Christ and we serve locally. Um, so, so it'll be a little different, but uh, we can handle it. We're pretty creative, church. You guys are good. Um, I love that song. Stephanie already called back to it, the "Break Every Chain" song, right? Uh, and and then Stephanie was talking about some powerful examples, praying us through some powerful examples of the ways that. Um, the, the, the brokenness and the disconnection that we have as people from each other uh, is powerfully damaging in our society. It's damaging in, in churches, um, but it's, it's damaging the world over. Uh, we live in a world that God created good, and God created it good with the intent of, of deep connection between people people and between God and people, um, but we we come to find ourselves in a world that's deeply damaged by sin. It's deeply damaged by brokenness in our relationships in a way that needs something new. Uh, it needs new life. Uh, it needs um, forgiveness and restoration. Do we see that? Does that happen? Um, a new study uh, came out from Cigna. Do you guys know who Cigna is? Anyone know Cigna? Who is Cigna? Insurance. They're a huge insurance company, right? So they did a study, uh, you know, we all have our suspicions, right? Um, <laughs> they, they did a, a study, uh, a nationwide survey of 20,000 adults and found that 54% of respondents said they feel like no one actually knows them well. Fifty-six percent of people said they surrounded themselves with people uh, that are not necessarily with them. Forty percent said that they experience a lack of companionship, or that their relationships aren't meaningful, or that they feel isolated from others. There's other studies similar to this, right? But there's, there's this fact in modern American society that with all the tools uh, that, that seem to connect us, the ways that we communicate through social media or phone, or we can just pick things up, we seem to be facing an e- epidemic of loneliness, of disconnection. Uh, there's people, if there's 50%, 50% uh, in this study around that, there's people here today that are feeling lonely, a lot of us are feeling lonely and isolated, that we're lacking meaningful connections. And the reason um, that, that a health insurer would study this is because there's a powerful connection. The, uh, I think this is the head of Cigna said, oftentimes medical symptoms present themselves and they're correlated with mental, lifestyle, behavior, behavioral issues like loneliness. Does that make sense? Cigna knows that people who are lonely, they end up having to pay for more medical treatments for people who are lonely. That our state of connection with each other is deeply related to how much life we have in our bodies. That our bodies begin to shut down when we're not in interdependent relationships, where we're needed uh, and we're, we're receiving connection. Does that make sense? We're designed to be connected together. And if we wanna have full and abundant life, connecting is part of that. But it's hard. It can be hard to feel connected uh, I'm I'm so grateful that that every time I look at, you know, kind of studies on on what it means to be human and the science of that, that that it always seems to correlate with what scripture has been telling us for centuries, right? That we're designed to be connected and interconnected. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, starting with verses 12 through 14. And if we could just put that slide up, Emma, that would be great. The first um, scripture slide. Yeah. The Apostle Paul says, just as, one, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. We are those of us who have been called to Christ, those of us who have been baptized, who put our faith in Jesus, uh, and were born again with the Spirit. It's not just a personal relationship that we've brought into. It's not only that our sin is forgiven and we can experience eternal life with Christ. One of the central features is that we are born into a new plural body. We are placed into a community with deep bonds of connection. So deep that the interdependency isn't dissimilar from the interdependency of the parts of our own body to each other. The connection that we deeply desire, the connections that we know we need to actually live a thriving, healthy human life, God has designed and put us in a body to share those connections together. Uh, but but the reality is that we kind of swim upstream in a culture that, that seems to feed off of disconnection. Uh, we swim upstream in a culture uh, that, that may teach us that what's most important about you is the ways that you stand out. Uh, the, the most important, uh, the way that you're going to make uh, a living, the way that you're going to be able to even provide for yourself and or a family is that you're going to stand out in some way in competition against other people that you're gonna separate yourself as an individual. I think American culture, white American culture maybe in particular, has this tendency to, that we want to be a successful individual uh, and we wanna distinguish ourselves. Uh, we can, we can get, find separation and isolation in that. Um, but the biblical picture pictures a body that has remarkable differences, yes, but all of those differences are leveraged to support each other. Each of the ways that we interact uh, aren't for our own distinction or so that other people will come to us or praise us, but it's actually for the good of the whole body. And that our life, uh, living into these functions, uh, has to do with our overall thriving. The next scripture, uh, Paul goes on to say, But in fact, God has placed parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. All the parts of the body, I think we get this, all the parts of our body contribute to everything else, the health of of actually itself and all the other parts of the body. Has anybody had their stomach quit working on them for a time? Has anyone's stomach just kind of stopped working, stopped functioning well? Right? So so when your stomach stops functioning well, whatever the symptoms of that look like, (laughs) we don't have to get into it, the rest of your body The rest of your body notices right away. If the stomach says, I'm out for the day, then the rest of your body pretty much is out for the day too, right? Have you ever tried to work a full day without your stomach functioning at all, with it in rebellion? It doesn't work, right? Um, If your stomach is out, if your stomach says, you know what? I wish I was a hand. And until I am a hand, then I'm not going to function. The hand gets to get us food. The hand gets to touch people. The hand gets to hug people. The hand gets to wear cool gloves that look cool on the hand's Facebook post. All my Facebook posts are disgusting if I'm the stomach, right? Gross. But if it quits functioning, nothing else works. But also, if it quits functioning for too long, the whole body doesn't work. If any part of our body quits functioning for too long, then it begins to atrophy. It's not experiencing real life. It shuts down in a way that breaks uh, the rest of the body and itself. All that nourishment, all those systems work together. And... And one of the the things about it is that we're designed in a way, and we're designed this way in our relationship as a body of Christ, that, that we need each other's functioning. And that our functioning as God's intended us and placed us in the body, actually doing the things that God's equipped us to do to build up the body, we're not fully alive if we aren't doing those things. We can be atrophied. We can realize we have this growing sense of disconnection. Uh, we can start to, to get depressed. We can kind of sink further and further away. And it's, it's we're not only is the the church, the body losing out on that function, but we're losing out. We're becoming smaller and weaker. We're becoming uh, more uh, depressed and isolated. We're becoming lonely. And, and a lot of the key is to be willing to function in the body the way that God has made us to function. Does that make sense? Are you with me? It can be hard to feel like that because a lot of times we feel like, oh, what I really need is rest. What I really need is uh, I'm an introvert a little bit. They say introverts die sooner, actually, so I'm rethinking that. Um, <laughs> We we can think we need space, right? What I really need is space. What I really need is to just lie down on the couch. And it's true, we do sometimes need rest. But but we need to function. Uh, we need to actually be doing what we're strong at. Uh, we need to be doing it on behalf of other people. There's a study from the University of Basel. I learned how to pronounce that right when I was going through there once. I think that's it, Basel, like nozzle, right? They told me Basel like nozzle. Basel. Well, they said Basel when I was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a study from the University of Basel, I'll stick with my own, um, that, that an international research team found that grandparents who care for their grandchildren on average live longer than grandparents who do not you noticed that? I know I sent that this article to my my parents <laughs> very helpful but there's a, there's a research after research, uh, especially when it comes to longevity that the people who live the longest are the people who are engaged in meaningful service the people who feel like um, somebody's depending on them to show up, to be present and connected and to offer something. Um, It kind of can fly in the face of contemporary views of of retirement, right? Like I'm gonna do what I can do and then I'm just gonna like back off and now it's just me time. Well that can actually be poison to us to isolate ourselves in a way that's not serving us. I'm not poo-pooing on retirement in general but just uh, an attitude that says, hey, I'm done helping uh, is actually an attitude that, that you can't really be a thriving human being if, if you're not helping, right? There's always times where we're, we need to receive, right? Like, okay, I, I'm really sick. I can't do anything. I, I actually need to be in a dependent phase. But, but you're going to thrive, enjoy life, and function as a human as God has designed you to when you continue to serve. When you continue to show up in places where where you're needed and where you can contribute. Uh, that is the interdependency of the body. When, when God calls us to be part of the body of Christ, when we put our faith in Jesus and we say yes to this new life, a full, abundant, thriving kind of life that can last into eternity, uh, we're saying yes. To the connection that comes from serving each other. It can look so different for different ones of us, how we do that, but it's an absolutely vital part of what it means to have a relationship with God, what it means to be growing and thriving. So at this point, I've asked uh, three people. I've asked Mike Rich, uh, Alec Martinez, and Nicole Apollon-Cherouz. To come forward, and and I'm just going to ask them, that come on for, come on up, and we got chairs. Um, I've asked them to come up because I think sometimes we need models, uh, and simple models. I'm not saying they're not superheroes, Um, but just models. What does it look like uh, for to get involved in serving in the church? What are some of the barriers? What's easy about it? What's hard about it? And how does that contribute and, and keep um, this, this life that God has put in all of us going and thriving? So now they have to talk. Uh, so the first question, thank you guys for coming. Can we give them a hand for... Oh yeah, what? Nicole is Nicole is here on her birthday. Um, um, so I have asked them to come up, and first I just wanted us to to get to know a little bit of of who they are and what. And so the first question I had was just. What's a, a central theme or a way that you've seen God's transforming work in your own life? That could be something that God's bringing up this morning that you you feel like God's leading you, or something that's been a theme throughout your life of where God uh, leads or or guides you. So go ahead and, as you're ready, there's a microphone, and I'll let you guys negotiate the use um. of that. <laughs>
1: I think my stomach might stop working. Uh (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, Transforming work in my life. I'm not naturally someone who um, wants confrontation. I'm so willing to rationalize in my head, oh, they're having a bad day. You know? No, it's me. It's my fault. This, that, and the other thing. And um, so many times I've found myself in situations where... um, Something is impacting other people, and the Lord's like, Alec, it's your turn. And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's not my turn. What are you talking about? And so I just, um, this question really sparked that for me this week. I'm like, what does this question even mean? And so I've realized that so so often I've been in situations where I didn't think I'd have to be an advocate or... um advocate for people or things like that um and so the lord has really been working in me and teaching me how to be intentional and thoughtful advocate rather than um the traditional or like stereotypical like attacking and um and when you say the word confrontation sometimes that's what people think of right or that's our body's natural response to when we don't like something and so that's how the lord's been working on me
0: yeah. in me. thanks
2: uh, I guess I would say the Lord is working with me and giving me uh, noticing that the satisfaction I get from helping others, uh, it increases. It seems to me it increases as you get older. That hmm. the more you do for people, the more you help them, the satisfaction, and it's just it's a it's a great feeling. I it, you know I, I wouldn't if He hasn't been prompting me, I probably wouldn't have done it. So yeah. I Thanks. really I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks. Mike.
3: Okay, so um, I can hear me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. we got you. <laughs> um, so I think what the Lord has um, done for me or, is I feel like we're all given certain gifts, and sometimes it's, Pastor Mark had already kind of talked about it, is, you know, oh, well, so and so is better at it, or, you know, and I think just using all the gifts that God has given me, um, and I'd say for me personally, it's healer. Compassion Connect, <laughs> yeah. um, advocating and, and helping others and listening and being an ep- empathetic listener. So um, I think those are my gifts and just using that.
0: Yeah, thanks. You can hold it. For, you, don't have to, you don't have to talk in it just because you're holding it, but, uh, but you can pass it to where it needs to go. Um, so next, what are the um, areas of ministry at West Hills that you've been involved in? Um, and how did you come involved I just thought we kind of it helps us to know what does it take to make that step from I want to be more connected to I'm actually in a place of meaningful service right so so what what have you been involved in and how did that happen
3: okay, so um, for me I'm involved in a couple of things I'm involved in the biblical justice committee um, and was given the invitation and it's something that I'm very uh, you know, have passion for and I accepted. And <laughs> I was very nervous because as a small business owner and a mom, among other things, I was worried about time, you know, and being able to do a good job and I don't really like to get involved with things if I can't do a good job. Um, and that's, you know, and then I'm also involved in, um am heads up, but I've been doing the Compassion Connect for some years, but um, doing it with West Hills, you know, representing mm-hmm. West Hills, that's another thing that I'm involved in. Um, and then the Women of Color uh, cohort. So those are the things.
2: Yeah, yeah cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was involved in King's Kids, uh, ushering, communion, and properties. Um, King's Kids, I remember uh, somebody asking me to go do help with the kids on Sundays. And I, as per usual, said, nah, I don't really want it. And then a voice from somewhere said, gee, you're involved with kids five days a week on a school bus. What's one more hour, hour and a half on Sunday? (laughs) I I, I couldn't really argue with that logic, so I, I said, okay, I'll do it. And I'm glad I did because it was four or five years of rewards working with kids, and I greatly enjoyed it. Ushering was, uh, Joe Brooks, uh, kind of mentioning it to me, and, uh, I'm glad I did that, too, because I got to greet everybody, at least that came in that door on a Sunday, and look them in the eye and say, hi, how you doing? Hand them a bulletin. I got to know some people that I normally wouldn't. Um, communion, I wouldn't trade for anything. Communion is, uh, but when you have the opportunity to give the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to somebody and look them in the eye and say, you know, uh, Blood of Christ, uh, it, it, it just, I'm, I'm glad I still do that. And uh, properties was my uh, 20 years of being in a wholesale nursery business. Uh, I just thought I would help do outside stuff here. And uh, properties is a little more than weeding and gardening. Believe me, I've learned that. So I've enjoyed that too very much.
1: Um, Some areas that I've served in have been the nursery, which uh, has more been my beautiful wife telling me that I am going to help in the nursery that day, and I say, yes, ma'am. Other, uh, obviously, I help on the worship team. I've been doing that, I mean, we've been here, is this three years now, two years? Um, Anyway, but I did that at my church before. I don't really know... Somehow it always happens. It's usually because I sing really loudly in the congregation. They're like, oh, you're a singer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. And then that's usually how it happens. Um, uh, I've taught for Sunday school with uh, with Ruth before. That was that was lovely. Um, it, and then going with uh, also tying that with VBS. I've helped with VBS. And usually those have been like, hey, we're looking for people to do X, Y, Z. And most of the time, I, just like... Uh, we've all said, like, oh, I don't know if I have the time. Oh, do I really want to get up that early on a Sunday morning? I'm like, woof! I need my beauty sleep. And, um, but then the Lord's, like, moving in me, and he's like, no, like, If it's not you, then who's gonna be? And so, um, and then also, I've done greeting, which has been so wonderful as someone who's newer, getting to remember and practice names, and getting to know uh, people. That way has been fantastic.
0: Cool. Um, So, as you guys have been serving in these ministries, what have you? Where have you seen God working both um, through you to the people that you're, you're? ministering to but also in you what is what role does that play in your own relationship with god
1: um i'm still thinking about this one but um i think with greeting i get to i get to see people when they first come here and um Maybe sometimes we need a little more coffee, but I really enjoy being um, the first person to get to say hello and how are you and get to see them and invite them in. Um, With Sunday school, it's... um, it's just seeing the unique ways that our kids think about and experience the love of Christ, right? As we get older, we get stuck in our ways of thinking and our traditional ways of doing, but they're just so unique and so creative. And it, most often I'm like, oh, I think I learned, I learned more from this lesson than they did because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, and this and this. And I'm like, ooh, I didn't even think of that. Um, and so, so often it's been mutual. It's mutual. Mm -hmm. I've learned so much in each, and sometimes I'm like, did that, I think sometimes it's really more for me, the Lord's like, do this, and you will grow in ways that I need you to.
2: How have you seen God work through you in those areas? Um, He's gotten me out of my comfort zone, he's gotten me more relational to people, especially kids, Mm -hmm. and... uh, Hopefully, I'll live longer because of that. <laughs> right. uh uh-huh. I guarantee it. You, you do? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it would have been yesterday, actually. Was, <laughs> that would have been okay. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I just, the, the connection of the if, if it wasn't for West Hills, I'd be sitting home on Sundays and, and, you know, not involved and not doing anything. And this is, it's become relationships, the connection with people. That's how he's working with me, you know. He's, he's telling me, just don't become a wall person. Just get out and get involved. And when you do that, maybe you can help some people. So yeah. I, that's what I think he's saying to me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> I think that the, um, some of the ways, that, and, and um, you just kind of alluded to it, Mike, but... Um, is really connecting to people and specifically with, you know, like the biblical justice committee is seeing different um, perspectives and um, life journeys and learning about them and realizing how all different types of people, um, we, there is some kind of connection and sometimes it takes uh, delving a little bit past the surface to, to notice it. And, um, and then also, in terms of, like, with the um, with the compassion connect, just, I mean, that's more, you see, I mean, honestly, you see the help that you're doing for people and being able to enjoy that. And that, that brings a lot of joy, knowing that you can help somebody or also learn different people's stories. That's also beautiful, and seeing how you're similar.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, so, so I don't know if these themes stuck out to you, but I think uh, one thing is, we all have barriers to actually connecting and serving, right? Uh, and, and but there's ways that um, when these three have have showed up, uh, even today, right? I think there's something cool going on today. But like, okay, Mark says, "Hey, can you come and share?" And and it's a blessing to our church to get to know you better. Um, but also to have more models of this is what a life of discipleship and service can look like, right? It can look like so many different things for different ones of us. Um, but then, then when those barriers uh, kind of overcome, there's more fullness of life. Um, there's more connection, and there's more vitality. Uh, that the people that you're serving are blessed, right? Like there's so many kids. Uh, they say um, that that. Uh, for kids to have relationships with five adults in a church is one of the biggest predictors if they'll have like a lifelong faith, right? And so, okay, see, so we can... But, um, but, but you're having an effect by building those relationships, right? You're having an effect on, on people's lives and, and there's things going on. But it's also having an effect on you and feeling needed and transformed and connected. Um, that, that we feel often more alive when we drag ourselves into an area of service that we're not sure if we can do. And then you get through and you're like, oh, that's what, it, that's what it's, I'm here for, right? Um, so thank you, all three of you, for uh, coming. Let's give them one more hand. Thanks. You're going to have a seat, yeah. so, so this service hopefully is an opportunity. As I look out, man, I see people who serve and have served here so much and so well. Hopefully this service is an opportunity that's both affirming of um, what God has done and is doing in your life that as you uh, kind of look at, at Scripture, the, the language of being part of the body of Christ, that you're encouraged, uh, hey, this life of service, this life of serving others is good. It can be tiring sometimes. It can feel draining. But feeling that meaningful sense of being needed in a community is a backbone thing where God is making me more fully alive. Uh, maybe some of us, uh, this, these models and these people, it sparks new ideas uh, or even new categories to say, hey, what, what is it that God is bringing up as a theme in my life? And how does that fit with the, my relationship in the church? Hey, what are things that I've tried before and it, it isn't working so well, but I think God would have me connect in a new way? There's going to be um, opportunities after the service. Uh, There's going to be kind of sign-up sheets for the different ministry teams in the church, Um, as well as, uh, I'm not sure, did we get a membership uh, ministry team application out there? Also, there's ministry team applications. So if you think, oh, man, God's putting on my heart an area of ministry that it doesn't seem like we have, but I'm interested in leading that, you can fill out something like that, and it would start a conversation with Stephanie or I about what it looks like to, to begin down that journey. Um, the, the key takeaway is that God has baptized you into one body, that you are needed, and that that is not, uh, not just that God wants to take from you, but that God's designed you like a muscle that needs to flex, right? Like, like something that needs to be used to fully be alive and to thrive. And, and so it's my prayer that, that this week and as we kind of reflect and take communion, that God continues to, to lead us into the ways that he wants us to be fully alive um, by being contributing, functioning members of the body. Let's pray uh, as the communion servers and the worship team come forward. God, we thank you that you've designed us uh, to be together, to be connected with each other, to be serving each other. Uh, God, sometimes we know just because of our own weakness or failing, uh, we're suspicious uh, that, that we have little to offer. But we affirm that in your grace, in your truth, that you have told us that we are part of your body that we function for each other uh, to, to share your glory and goodness in the world. God, would you continue to uh, to order our lives and our hearts in a way that reflect that truth? Uh, would you show us where you're leading us to build each other up for your goodness, uh, for your glory? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We now have the privilege of receiving the Lord's table together. And I, and I like what um, Mike said about the, the treasure of being able to offer each other the body and blood of Christ. We're a church uh, that believes in what scripture calls the priesthood of all believers that uh, there isn't a a need in the Christian church for human intermediaries between us and God, but that Christ died uh, and and broke the barrier between us and God once and for all. And that we can offer each other uh, the goodness of Christ uh, just simply as people who have been called into his kingdom and into his purposes. So we celebrate that as we share uh, communion together. We'll take communion.